And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. Hello and welcome to the Laird and Proud Championship Podcast, weekend number three. And it's probably the most exciting weekend of the championship so far. And usually it's quite, quite uh, epic in that it comes down to mathematics, permutations, who loses, who goes out, do or die battles. And I suppose that's what we had this weekend, certainly in Intermediate. Junior look to be foregone conclusions and along with the uh, senior championships as well. But we get through it. I'll go through all the games the weekend. I have my red stars and I also have the championship draws that, t- that took place on Sunday night. So sit back, relax and enjoy the Loud and Proud Champod weekend number three podcast. So let's give you all the draws, <coughs> excuse me, all the draws that took place tonight. Um, and really tight draws. I'll start off with the senior. That's the one everyone wants to hear. It's the reigning champions, the Newtown Blues, taking on the Pats. The old dogs for the hard road there. And I sorry, I'll go through it first and then I'll give my reactions. And then we have RD against the Geraldines, the Jocks against the Mokdas, and the Clogher against the Rallies. So, four really, really good games. Well matched. Even evenly con- looking contest from the outsets and possible styles that that really match as well. You have um, free flowing blues against the hard hitting pats. You have the two teams at the top of Division One, Ardy and the Jairs. You have free flowing tricky jocks against the Moctis. And then you have Clogher and the Rallies, two open sides that like to go forward and have a bit of history from this year's league. I think the Rallies, yes, the Rallies beat them in Division 1, one of the uh, few Division 1 league wins this year. So, to me, it, it, it really uh, really looks good. Those games we played on the 23rd and 30th, that weekend, there's a slight break now. There'll be a break next weekend and the following weekend will be <coughs> the last round of leagues. Uh, yes, I will have a league all about it show. Um, and we get to intermediate as well. The Brides play the Feckins, Mavic play the Kevins, Hunterstown will play the the runners up in Group 2, which will either be the Clans, Kilcarley, and the Plunkets. And then that Group 2 winner 
the clans Kilkerley and Plunkett will play coolly. So as as expected, four evenly matched games in the Intermediate Championship. No change there. Moving on to the Junior Championship, and it's Lanlier against the Tones, the Malachies against more than likely the Pearcy, and then Roach, more than likely will be Roach. They still have to play the Shawns on Thursday to finalise that group in its entirety. But it looks like it'll be it looks like it will be uh, Roach top the Pearcy second. Roach play the Western, sorry, and Glide plays the Bannon. And looking at that there. In my opinion, the uh, Roach have got the toughest draw with the Westerns. The Westerns are probably the probably well, they couldn't get in the Piercy and the Westerns are probably the team everyone wanted to avoid, every top team wanted to avoid. So that'll be an awkward one for them. And then Glide looked to have the looked to have a good draw there as well in Sabanan who haven't gone well whatsoever. And then the Piercy, it looks to open up for them. They play the Malachies. They probably played the weakest um, table topper in that they wouldn't be one of the contenders. So in the Piercy, I have been presented an opportunity there to get back on track and put the hand up for the the, the Christie Valley Cup. So that's yeah, that's that's the four, that's the three draws. Um, tonight and I'll, I'll go through the relegation playoffs as well in the senior championship the relegation playoffs they were already predetermined beforehand the Sean O'Mahony's will play the Gales that will have skin and hair flying there they, no team want to go back into a relegation playoff and the fact that they've played each other they have history in the senior semi-final a couple of years ago when the O'Mahony's went on to win it they played each other in Hagerstown so there'll be history there and like such a rivalry in the town and then speaking of rivalry and local rivalries and neighbours the O'Connells play the Joes in the other relegation playoff game so that will be um, that will be another really close encounter um, the Joes and the O'Connells recent intermediate championship winners won't want to go down um, that soon they won't want to even get into the playoff uh, position either they, they, they've been there in the past and they haven't got the O'Connells went down one year in that playoff came straight back up and the Joes have held on to their status since coming up as well then an intermediate tour will play the, will play the Glen Emmets in the relegation playoff while the Dundalk Young Irelands will play more than likely um, yes yeah, sorry more than likely it's group 2 um, bottom team between Kilcarely, the Clans and the Plunkets. The Plunkets are the only team without a win so far. They play Kilcarely next weekend. So that's that's the relegation. That's those relegation playoffs tied up. I'll just do a whip round on the scores on the sorry on the full um, results package and then I'll tidy it up with a, a summary of the games I was at at the weekend and just give a feel to those who weren't there at all those games uh, the, in the senior and the junior grade and then I will also have uh, Red Start people have been very good at put it up on the Instagram page they've sent in they've sent in their players in advance so it's great to get that early and I'll get that out there and I also will have a team of the week that will be out during the uh, during the during the day on Monday. That's along with the Dock Democrat. So for now, let's give you the results and wind up the uh, weekend's action. 
Right, in the Junior Championship, Friday night, Lanlear 5.14, Cahulling Gales, 9 points. Wolf Tones, 1.13, Dowdles Hill, 2.5. Then in Group 3, it's the Bannon Double Header, the Westerns, 3.12, the John Mitchells, 1.16, that's a win for the Mitchells. Glide Rangers, 7.18, Aluminium Rovers, 8 points. The other junior game on the weekend was the Piercy 2.16 to St Nicholas's 1.8. That was a double score game. Then Intermediate Championship. St Kevin's 2.16, Glen Emmett's 2.9. Hunterstown 10, Dundalk Young Ireland's 1.7. Then Cooley on the Sunday 5.21. Nathan Barra 1.8. And the outstanding game there is Kilcarley 2-9, Clannagale 11 points. That's a win for Kilcarley. And that was on Saturday as well. Then on, so, then on the Senior Championship, the Pats 13 points, Sean O'Mahony's 9. And then the 3 on the Sunday was Newtown Blue 17 points, Dundalk Gale 7, the Geraldines won 11, St Joseph's 12 points. And then, last but not least, the O'Rahillies 3-14, the O'Connells 10 points. That's a 13-point win for the O'Rahillies. And I suppose we'll start there. We'll start with the O'Rahillies and that big, big win in Dunlear. It was, it was, um, I suppose, it was a funny old game. It was one that you kind of thought was going to be a free-flowing attacking game. And it kind of came down to actually the O'Reilly's greater defence. They, they they frustrated the O'Connells for long times. And to be fair to the O'Connells, they had only 18 men togged out. Those five players that they've lost to Gary Owen in London, that London club, finally caught up with them. Because um, with the extra time, well, like, having played last week, and the fact that the rallies had a couple of weeks off that was looked that looked to be a bit of a trend um, in teams that lost the opening weekend came back out with that freshness and won and uh, the, the rallies really really set about business early on Ben Rogan he didn't score the last day but he got the scoring on the way and he was very he was very good today he was excellent he um, he he uh, he opened the scoring like I said and then Daniel Morgan lashed in a goal after 5 minutes to get them 1-1 to no score lead and that was it really it kind of knocked the stuffing out of the O'Connells um, and then Rogan plays a 3-4 a, a not a 1-2 it was a 3-4 two 1-2s with Morgan and he rasped the goal to put them 2-3 two, to 2 points up and they just tapped over points now in fairness to Conor Culligan he kicked it a few points at the end but um from that point, it just, it just, you could, you could tell the rallies going to, were going to push on, and they did in the second half. The two, the Moore brothers combined, and then Barry Flanagan got a goal, the fortuitous goal that, that the O'Connell's desperately needed. He looked to go for a point, and they hooked it short, and it caught Snitcher at the near post. Uh, Niall Connor did battle back with three, three, with two points and Culligan again to put three in a row. But Baz Flanagan, Olin Walsh, Owen Moore, Ben Rogan just saw it the game. And in fairness to the Rattleys, they they're they're quite solid. They've they've a young management team in Graham Leach and Key Hughes who are 
or rallies to the to to the core, and they made a big statement, and the players backed themselves in getting rid of Aaron High as manager, and they certainly backed themselves, and they've made us they've made their way to the quarter final stages. They've uh, avoided a relegation playoff. They look to they look to stay up in the league as well, and they've everything to play for. And they'll get fitter. They've got players back. They've uh, they're well able to change around. Robert Mulroy came into the middle of the field again. Brian Smith played the third midfielder. Listen, they're forwards there that could cause anyone harm, and that is the way the rallies will forever be. And. Coming up next against the uh, Clahart, they won't fear them having beaten them in the league. So, yeah, big win for the Rallies. And then the second of that double header was the Blues. They beat the Gales. Um, the Gales didn't look hapless against the um, Mockers to open there, and they they went back to the Gales. Uh, way of, recent way of playing, they got men behind the ball. Him and Kenny was playing sweeper, and they dropped uh, Jamie Faulkner back in there in the plug a hole as well. And in fairness to them, they were quite competitive early on. Um, it was two all, but the, there was no score after nine minutes. The Blues hemmed and hard. I think they didn't know they did. They kicked five short uh, and a couple of wides as well. But Kieran Downey just shook off the Malays and kicked five points in the first half. And they went in 8-4 ahead. Without playing overly well, they were double score leaders. And then <coughs> Aidan McCarron got the first score of the second half for the Gales. But the Blues just shot six in a row. Downey got three out of those six with with uh, Judge nailing a free and Hume again coming off the bench to score as well. Ian and Nash another another point. But uh, the Blues saw it the last few games. Last three of the last four scores, Alan Connor, Robert Carr and and Kieran Downey look ominous for the Blues but they did go through the motions um, they had to figure the Gales out but they were off um, Andy McDonald wasn't there Thomas Sol- Thomas Costello wasn't there both on holidays um, Conor Brannigan missing again as well so just had that strength and depth they just the uh, Abbott Carlin was on the bench he did he came on uh, Fergal who started in the middle of the field and then came back into the defence so they have options there all over the field. Darren Alley came on as well. So it was a it was a big win in the end, a ten point victory. But that like did, they weren't running second gear. They were just stuttering along the second gear and still winning by ten points. While the Gales now will look to rally in the look to rally in the relegation playoff and a local derby and the Mahonies were fairly well focused the minds. Um, you like like the the switch the team around. There's probably an, an awful lot of ch- switching. Jason Clark played full ba- full uh, forward the last day. He played right half back. Today, um, Sean McCann c- came on a ha- um, a half time yet yeah, full forward. Um, Jamie Faulkner started having just come back into the panel recently. So it's it's very hard to know what team will go out the next day um, for the Gales. But like I said. Dalamahani's game will be there will be there will be skill and hair flying at that one. Then the other the other big senior game um, was the the last game of the weekend. It was probably the best game of the entire weekend. You had uh, local rivals, the Geraldines, playing the uh, Joes, and they, and they they got over the line. So I would I wouldn't say just about. Because it, although the Joes are plucky and they're crafty and they're right in the game, they never fully 
uh, looked like they were going to win the game or put the foot in the afterburners. The game was ultimately decided by uh, Jim McEnany goal, which came from a nice piece of work from Josh Arrowsmith. Short free, short, uh, not short. It was a, a no, it was it was short kick out from Seamus Quigley. He clipped it out to his left cornerback position. Arrowsmith read it got a hand in, disrupted it, flicked it to Jim on the 14 yard line on the, uh, I suppose, not the, the clubhouse end of the clans and he made no mistake and he finished it very well. That put them 1-2 two to 2 points ahead and the Joes had to fight that much to get that goal back. And they did through Craig Doherty who played very well I'm going to mention him now shortly in the Red Stars Jim landed a couple of frees to push them 1-7-6 ahead that 4 point lead was always going to be a nice cushion and the Joes did come back and exhaust themselves in doing so and that was always the case Brennan and Quigley Quigley is championship sparkling orange boots um, always really good kicks wonderful dead balls kicks kicks one of the best point for, press points of the whole probably championship out under the stand in the in the clans, but they, they they cut back in with the three points three points in a row after half time to make it a one point game. They did eventually level and swap the lead. No, they didn't swap the lead, but they, they, with the Jairs, they kept clawing the Jairs back. Um, get the they got the lead through Shane McQuillan on the 49, 47 minutes. Sorry, it was Craig Doherty free on the 46th minute. McQuillan had another one in to, to level again, 12 all. And uh, it was just it was just nip and tuck, nip and tuck. But the, Ben Mooney came off the bench to score a point and Jim saw the game out with a free at the end. Plucky game. The uh, the Geraldines flattered to deceive, really, with, with their strong league form. With a, but then when you look at it, a two-point win over the Joes, a Division 2 team, but then a one-point loss to the Martins who are flying high in Division 1 like them, it's uh, it's hard to know. It's hard to know where the Jared are. I suppose the one thing you can say about them is the way they're setting up, the way James Craven sits back, the way... Um, well, I suppose Jerry High wasn't playing today, but the way Stephen Reedy will hold his centre... They'll get men behind the ball. They like they look to counter attack with uh, Josh Arrowsmith and Nisi and uh, Matthew Corcoran driving forward. That they, they won't be out of the game. They'll 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 always be competitive. They won't be too far behind. They don't they won't be too far ahead. Dar Hamill shone today. He kicked five uh, five points. A lot of frees, but his point from play in the second half was vital as well. And they they just they just look like a they just look like a real like. Structured team this year. Um, a lot. Sean McEnany's getting his kickouts going as well. That helps. They'll really, they'll really fancy themselves against RD. RD are probably, probably the opposite to Geraldines in terms of structure. They're more of a loose team. They could, they could go out and kick 21 points and let, or, or, or and then also let you back into it. But then when you see the fact that they got took care of business, they got through the group stages. I know it might have been tight in the rallies. We seen the rallies today beat the team at 13 points to have that scoring power. And once they get momentum, it's hard to stop. So you could be a little bit. There's two ways of looking at the Marys. And the last senior game is the Dreadnought, not the Dreadnoughts, is the Dreadnoughts group. They were playing for runners-up and it was the Mahonies and the Pats in the do or die game. And I suppose it didn't really live up to expectations with the fact that 
the man is just are short they're short they're, they're short their brains in John O'Brien and then they're brawn in uh, Big Crawley on the edge of the square and the Pats kind of eked it out um, Paddy Keenan on the wing chipping away with a point and a bit of a row at the end four lads sent off Christopher O'Neill Danny O'Connor and one of the Grogans and another chap from the Manny. So two from each side. And they'll be, they'll be missed come the next round because you need everyone, especially with the Manny's playing that relegation playoff. And the Pats, the Pats are the Pats, they just they, they will not go away. They, um, they, they'll now have something to focus on the senior championship. The senior, the reigning senior champions, and they like to scupper that three in a row for the the Blues and keep their own pedigree high as well. Nice to knock a team off their perch as well, especially coming to the nearly the end of the decade as well that they've been so dominant in. So they'll be lining up the Blues. They'll get fit. Um, you never know; they might even get Owen O'Connor home. But yeah, that's the senior. That's the senior roundup. And then junior, I suppose. I will speak mostly about the the two games I seen in the in Stabannon on the Friday night. Two, uh, well, one really big one-sided game. Um, the most traction that live game got was the was the Instagram photo of Kieran Sharon's penalty, penalty with the combine uh, whizzing past. Well, it was hoovering past slowly but surely. Um, you thought Michael Murphy had a bad one. The Stewarts, a row of Stewarts, uh, walked walked behind him in Crow Park. He made certain, but Kieran Sheridan clipped over a point in. And what was a very, it was a facile victory over um, the poor Lanaminian, the Animaniacs. But uh, credit to them, they 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 won. They actually won the second half. Um, they came out and showed a bit of bit of guts. Shane McMahon's not a bad player, nice footballer. Um, one three to seven was the second half score, and they probably felt it let themselves down big time in the in the first half. Trevor Bryan really busy, landed a couple of goals. Um, Brian Duffy as well. I think the two of them had two four at half time. But the fact that they, they took off Kieran Sheridan, Martin McCardle, and had to bring them back on in the second half was a little bit worrying for a team that has eyes on winning the thing in its entirety. Um, it'll give other teams hope, but they they have the they have the power, they have they have the 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 forward the scoring potential there, probably the highest score potential across all the junior teams left, and a nice draw now against the Bannon. We'll we'll look to see them in the semi final, but there's still work to do, and they probably won't learn that much from winning like putting a big heavy score on the. On the Animanian, like they, what? What should they have done? Like they've played their regular team. Should they mix it up and play a couple of the, couple of the fringe players to make that competition and for places and give them that hunger going out? Very hard to know, but uh, it's it, it, it's it's hard to know. Like David Brennan made a save as well. So who knows with the, with Lloyd over the past few years but to have the power there and you could probably just scratch off this game but one game you won't, will not scratch off it will be the Westerns and the Mitchells the the Westerns the Westerns won the game in the end by two points it was a 312 to 116 sorry 116 to 312 sorry no 312 to 116 two point win 21-19 
to the West. I said, this was a this was a good this was a really really good honest game of football. Um, loads of talent on offer. There'll be, there'll be two of these teams will be featuring high in the Red Stars this week. This weekend's Red Stars coming next. But uh, it was um, Tommy Dornan's two goals in the first half. One straight from the throw-in and then his second goal um, with a 1-2 with their full forward, Ryan Duffy. They have a couple of players that... Um, I think they're guards in R&D, Ray Quinn, maybe Duffy as well, that have come in and give them a bit of strength down the spine for the Westerns. But in fairness to uh, the Mitchells, they, they, they fight back and they, they keep themselves in it. They have a couple of, an awful lot of nice footballers. Every time you see the Mitchells play, they're the better team, but yet they don't win. They're not that don't have that efficiency up front yet. That will come. Ben O'Brien kicked a couple of nice scores. Um, Keeley as well. Um, and Evergreen and uh, Kyle pounced for the goal in 11 minutes to make a 1-3 apiece. But like I said, Tommy got his goal and made a 2-7 to 1-7 and half time. Second half, it was uh, it was it was a decide factor in it as well. And Connor Kerr p- uh, plundered in a goal after a cornerback Ryan Carroll fumbles the ball, and that put them 3-7 to 1-8 ahead. And they really had that cushion. And in fairness to um, in fairness to the Mitchells, they did battle back with Nulty and Gallagher. They hit four points in a row. They hit they hit seven out of the next eight scores to make it a, a two point game. And that was that was that was some going. And it was really like it was a really battling performance. But Tommy saw them out with a with a free at the end. But they still had chances. Trevor Matthews had a chance to level it when it was a one point game. Um, who else? Um, Gallagher as well. Um, it, it just it just couldn't get there, and it's another year um, without reaching the knockout stages. And that lack of consistency is probably catching up with the um, Mitchell's Balabella side. And then the the last game, the other junior game, was double score win for the Piercy, who have knuckled down, took care of business with the Knicks, and they will look forward to um, the Malachies as well who they should fancy their chances in, in beating but um, that's it that's that's the roundup. that's the results and the roundup of the games I was at on weekend number 3 no real upsets no teams kind of going out it all kind of went to form really um, as you can tell kind of from the Instagram polls that people are, are fairly well guessing them bang on and um, once that's happening there's no real shocks uh, it went down to the wire in the intermediate game as well with the draw with Hunterstown and Young Irelanders. The Glen Emmets beat the um, Glen Emmets were beaten by the Kevins, and then Cooley took care of business with a big win over Toher. And the final game in intermediate was Kilkerley's win, um, but they still have to play the Plunkets in the in the delayed game. So that's it. Now let's go on to the Red Stars. So Red Stars, um, fair play to people who've got in touch on the Instagram. Um, it's great when you get a few names given towards you, and a lot of people have said the the the, the three Crosbys and Keen Callan all really shone for the Kevins and the win. And uh, I um, I had them down, but uh, also Duff at cornerback was was excellent did a really good really good marking job with Keenan O'Neill from the Glen Emmets. So. You're going to these games and you get that little slip of paper and you're making kind of marks and you're putting a star over lads' names just to 
just reminds you when you look back over the programme who who impressed and once again there's a couple of good players out there um, even in the junior grade you have the likes of Conor McCullough and Jared Farrell in defence for uh, in the full back line for Talonstown I know they were, they were playing aluminium but you could see that down the line they'll do, they can do good marking jobs Jared Farrell followed the Torban midfielder for um, for the uh, aluminium and he actually kicked two points on him Kev McKeown that's his name fellow with the beard number three in his back playing Torban midfielder and uh, yeah, they 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 impressed. They, to to be fair to them, in in and in such an open game like that, they did show quality in the in the defence and in the defending the 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 duo in the full back line for Talonstown. And then for me, there's three really nice players in the. Uh, I suppose you could add Ben O'Brien to that. Um, three, but three players that stand out for um, the Mitchells, and they're good young age profile. And you'd be looking to get them in, get them involved, get them exposed to that higher level. If they're not getting with their club in Division Three B, get them in with, uh, get them in with the seniors and get them developed and expose them, see how they how they measure up and adapt. And Trevor Matthews has stood out as well. He he. Um, so I'll go through the names Trevor Matthews Shawnee Dowdle and John Gallagher um, two, three good chaps three really good chaps good attitude good lads you can tell and uh, I actually didn't go I didn't I didn't in the in the round up there I didn't actually highlight the display Tommy Dornan put in he was exceptional absolutely exceptional and he was double marked a lot of the time and body checked and taken out his runs taken out for the kickers but he still he couldn't be denied so Shout out to Tommy there, but Trevor Matthews was one of the lads that was doubling, double marking Tommy, and for a small fella, he got up high and he, he competed with Tommy in the air as well, which shows he has capabilities. He keeps the ball very well. He's a tidy footballer and he's good, strong solo runner. Good chap, good all round, good footballer. Shawnee Dowdle as well came in for Black Carfella, Mac and wing back, and uh, good, good chap as well. Really uh, powerful, powerful young fella. Um, and set up scores as well, so half back and defend as well. Another lad with power is John Gallagher, and I just, I, I would just, uh, if I was over the Mitchells, I, you, you nearly just have to build a team around him. Uh, he was when he took off, when he took into the game, he just drove at, um, drove at the Westons, and they couldn't live with him, and he was key to them in their comeback. He was marked by that chap Ray Quinn I mentioned earlier, and he was just exceptional, Gallagher. You'd like to see him in a in a county environment because he ha- he looks to have that ability. He stood out a mile in terms of once he got the ball, once he believed in himself, he he grabbed the game with a scruff of the neck, and he is a match winner. <coughs> that will come. He's still very young, like he probably nineteen twenty. He's under the twenties on that minor team two years ago, so he's probably nineteen if not gone twenty. Uh, but an exceptional talent that needs to be nurtured, needs to be developed and brought on and given the best possible chance with that potential because he, he could do a job for a senior team. Um, he has that eye for a score and he has that nose as well. Like He really, really... It was it was really exciting to watch a lad like that. He just got the ball and he took off numerous times right down the middle of the, the Mitchells and they couldn't compete with him. Um, but... That that that's those those are five players that stood out from the junior. 
Um, then let's get the senior as well. Um, a lot of lines here. But oh, Morgan, exceptional, a phenomenal game in the middle of the field for the for the Rattles. Just driving forward, driving forward, hard to live with, hard to stop. Kick two points as well. Um, brilliant player, brilliant player. You'd have to get. He's allowed to want to get in. And he was like he had two really mobile midfielders for the for the uh, O'Connell's to deal with Conor McGill and Jackie Agnew. He dealt with them and he drove on with them and he left them in in, the, in his dust because he was just he's a really good footballer. Ben Rogan as well orchestrated the whole thing. He like a little conduct like the conductor that he is. He struck one three. He was involved in everything. He razor passes give one exceptional ball under the stand in Dunlear razor sharp across the field for Rory Moore to catch and turn all, all in the one mo- motion Barry Franning is another good chap as well <clears throat> does he need another goal probably has he had enough goals um, who else are you looking at there um, on the Sunday you have uh, three lads from the Joes that stood out Keane McGuinness stood a good marking job on Jim McEnany um, he, he was unfortunate with the goal it wasn't really his fault he was kind of caught out of, possess- uh, uh, caught out of possession he wasn't dispossessed from that short kick out but uh, in front of him yeah he's a good man Mark he did let uh, Jim go briefly in the second half and Jim kicked his only point from play but uh, keeping Jim to one, fine, one point from play and the goal from play that wasn't his circumstances. Not bad going for McGuinness, who has proven to be quite the man marker down the years. His size profile as well. Go big and go small, so he has that adaptability as well. In front of him, David Kieran stood out. They missed him down the stretch when he got black carded. He's powerful. He knows how to hold the centre. Good distributor of the ball. He's the lad he could look at to bring in maybe as well. And the most outstanding player on the evening was Craig Doherty. He hit five points. And he's known really as an outside player, wing player, link player, a mobile player around the park. But he played more of a advanced role and he was picked up by Dan Corcoran, the, the county panellist. And he kicked five points off. Well, he kicked three points off from play, but he was, he was just a constant menace, uh, Doherty. Very clever, like a lovely bit of skill. In a muddle of players, he comes in, like jab lifts the ball with his left foot and then lays the ball, the pass across the field with his right foot. Just a nice bit of skill, he just shows that's in his locker. And he's physically all there as well, so he's well worth a dig and and a call in and a look look at as well as a red star. Um, Who else? Daniel Morgan from the rallies as well, Sean hit 1-1 today. Um, Nisi, uh, Garrett Nisi played quite well for the uh, Geraldines in a hard working role um, has the f- size and ability as well Dara Hamill kicked 5 points f- um, 4 frees and 1 vital 1 from play in the second half as well but uh, have I got that's more or less everyone there really um, yeah Tony McKenna is outstanding for Huntington um, as midfielder for, for Huntington kicked kicked the leveller kicked three points in the second half two brilliant free kicks but his hands are something else uh, plucking the ball in the middle of the field um, he's keeping that dying arc going single handedly uh, the Blues the Blues have a couple of players as well as suppose Alan Connor Sean again Kevin Carr um, Paul Moore goes about his business fairly well too but they just, they just snuff out the uh, Opposition with the defence as well, and uh, yeah, they're, they're well on the way. And those those, those lads in defence, Alan Connor, you, that young, strong defender, is making a name for him as well. Johnny Connolly, who has been there before, 
was a real threat today getting up getting forward but that's it I suppose yeah that that's I suppose all the the red stars I can name without naming everybody in the in the county um, actually maybe one more um, the Murrays um, from the Gales were quite good I know they have been away in Spain but they came back and they don't look out of place uh, in fairness to them yeah so that's it that's another show done and dusted follow me on Loud and Proud on Twitter and Loud and Proud on Facebook and Loud Proud on Instagram as well for getting in touch thanks very much for listening thanks very much for getting involved with the Red Star suggestions with the uh, comments and the likes and the shares on the Facebook and Instagram videos and posts and the live reports they're getting a great reaction so far so I'll keep going and I'll keep doing them and uh, yeah, so stay tuned until the next time, which will probably be a league all about it, league all about it show. So thanks very much for listening, and I'll chat to you then.